Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of season three. Hello everyone, and we'll start this episode with an apology. We haven't published a new episode in a few weeks, and the reason for this was, well, the slight overwhelm that going back to school after six months meant just generally the accumulated tiredness. I have kept you all more up to date about this in a few Instagram posts, and there is a newsletter coming on the same subject soon too, so stay tuned for that. The break was also fruitful because we realized that we really missed the podcast and that we still have amazing stories in store that will make the whole series stronger yet. So we can't wait to present to you all these extraordinary accounts. Today, Magdalene from A Bohemian is telling us a story. So in the next sequence, you will hear her own voice. I want to tell you how my cheeks flushed hotly and my ears seared with the heat of humiliation. I want to tell you how unjust it feels to be singled out for a crime I did not commit. I want to tell you the fear I felt that maybe somehow I am supposed to be responsible by proxy of the shared genealogy of our forefathers from a lifetime before. Mostly, I want to tell you the shame I bear for not having the courage to speak out for myself to the two women who stood across from me whispering loudly for everyone to hear. I wish they would go back to where they belong or stay at home at the very least. Or the woman behind me that said to a companion with words laced with disgust, you know, it's the Chinese people who cause this disease while the venom of her breath singed like an invisible iron branding at the skin of my neck. This was in February 2020. The conspiracy theory swirling in Reddit had just escalated to front page dire warnings. Nobody had as yet dared to utter the dreaded P word, but pandemic in block letters was just a steel cap boot length away from kicking that door wide open. But this was still the 21st century in a developed nation. Women were allowed to vote, same-sex marriage was celebrated, and abortion was lawful. But unlike love in the time of cholera, racism in the time of the coronavirus is no love story. This plague is real. Except in this tale, the virus was conscientious and non-discriminatory when it comes to the rules of isolation. But it was a man-made system of deeply entrenched racial disparity that disproportionately isolated the spirits of black and minority ethnic groups, a system of racial inequalities that ensured that these groups had a 10-50% to 50% higher risk of death. As every source of data revealed, we may all be weathering the same storm, but we are not in the same boat. I have lost count of the number of times I have been subjected to racist behavior and why I foolishly continue to allow myself to be thunderstruck and aggrieved by it, even in the dystopia of a global pandemic. But what is the alternative? To live in a constant state of mistrust and guarded defensiveness like my perpetrators? 
Is that not the very same blind strokes of prejudice and discrimination the victimizer paints with? While they have transgressed moral conduct, the real tragedy would be if I allowed myself to become a disbeliever of what I know and hold to be the inherent beauty and goodness of all mankind. Much muddy for sharing this moving and painful and deeply personal story. Like you, we are shocked and outraged that racism still happens in a civilized world or anywhere else for that matter. One of the things that jumped at us was that you said that you yourself felt ashamed, ashamed that you didn't react. And obviously, though we are not in a position to say how one should react to being a target of a racist incident, our gut feeling is that you should never feel ashamed for not standing up for yourself. Rather, us as a society should feel ashamed for not having stood up on that event for you. It's rather our duty to react. And I just hope that me, myself, or my kids, after what I taught them, would have the courage to stand up in a similar situation yeah and our immediate reaction in hearing about situations like that and i think we should expose ourselves to listening to these difficult stories is the big question what can i do about it how can i avert something similar from happening in the future and i was recently listening to about race a podcast by reni edo lodge where she was saying that a lot of people like us are asking her the same question, what can I do about it? And she kind of turns the question to ourselves. She says, ask yourself what you can do. Really delve deeply into how you feel about it and where is your influence? Where can you actually do something about it? And the examples that she gives are really touching. People who started off doing something in their immediate environment and achieved impressive things. So as I was wondering, what can we do before we start thinking big? One of the first places that we can actually start to influence immediately is at the level of discourse. Discourse pre-shapes our reality. And we are in the fortunate position of being able to still influence our children's discourse. We can simply make sure that certain ways to refer to people, places, actions, are simply unaccessible, unusable, and we just can then hope that in time they will disappear. Exactly. Because if you think of it, how is it possible that the thought of blaming an ethnic group for a pandemic even enters somebody's head? How is that possible? And if, you, if we look at some of our leaders in the States, in the UK, and many other countries these days around the world, how their discourse changed and is full of blame and accusing and finding solutions to problems by um, alienating groups of people from different countries from across the border from you and so on and the whole political discourse that has degenerated 
from facts to blaming, misinformation, populist ideas, and that we now think that it's almost normal to debate like that. And the offshoot of that is that people think it's okay to blame specific ethnic groups for a pandemic. So I guess with any action of our own, with any thought that we put out there, we should always search deep in our soul and our critical thinking to try and influence that discourse in a positive way, bring it back to the rationality that it needs. I have chosen to believe that my contribution, however small, is never too little. For the recommendation section, this is a very complex subject and the two of us have actually dedicated some time to educate ourselves on the subject and I have a list of recommendations of things that I have found particularly useful in terms of podcasts, books and films, but they are all going into this month's edition of the newsletter. So if you want to read all those recommendations, subscribe to the newsletter. There are too many to mention on here. We do have one that stands out particularly on this subject. Our recommendation for today is a Polish film Ida by Paweł Pawlikowski. I think it actually won a, on an Oscar for a foreign film and it's a, it's a multi-layered film but one of the things it deals with is the relationships between different ethnic groups and how do we come to terms with that, how do we react to it do we seek revenge do we seek peace so it's it's an excellent film and warmly recommended this is it from us until next time until next time this is it from us if you like the podcast please rate review or subscribe get involved in the conversation each week on my instagram account at stories